Welcome everybody back to the Truth Revealed podcast. We are excited to bring to you the last commandment, the tenth one. We need doves and just a choir behind us. Hallelujah. <laughs> Peace at last. Yep. We're um, last one. So last one, tenth commandment. Braylon, what is the tenth commandment? The tenth commandment, Dylan, comes from uh, Exodus 20. Verse 17, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, mm-hmm. nor yeah. his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Braylon, what if that donkey is a talking donkey? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> Shrek, I gotta say I think, that. I think God would understand just one time. <laughs> <laughs> just this one time, it's okay. I would probably take the donkey if it talked. Honestly, only I, if it honestly, was nice. You know, and if it's nice, if it's if, a nice, if donkey. it's an Eddie Murphy donkey, you betcha. <laughs> now, an Eddie Murphy PG, yes, not not Eddie Murphy normally. <laughs> right, right. That's there important. All right, Brendan, take it away. Okay. Well, at first, I did not know what covet meant. Mm-hmm. I had absolutely no idea. So I used my good old pal, um, Googaloo, and... Googaloo? What's Googaloo? Googaloo. Is that G- a new search browser? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Googaloo has all the answers. Um, so the definition of covet is basically to desire or crave to have something. So basically, if you just put crave or desire in place of the word covet in Exodus 20:17 it'll help you get a better understanding. Yeah. Unless you're reading a different version, but this was out of the KJV. I didn't I haven't looked up in a different version yet. Mm-hmm. So basically do not desire, do not crave to have your neighbor's wife, to have your neighbor's <laughs> possessions or his servants or his <laughs> or his livestock even or his talking. donkey. Talking or not. Even if it's talking. Talking donkey, talking ox. Whatever it may be. So, yeah. What's a couple things that's wrong with, with you know, Braylon went and, and said um, craving, desiring, so that leads us to the to the avenue of coveting, lusting, um, after things that aren't, your, you know, ours. Yeah. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of people like to, to just use... Um, covet is okay. Well, as long as I don't want his wife, I'll be fine. <laughs> but he has a really nice car, right? I'm thinking about stealing that. That goes with our last episode, actually. Yep. Stealing, lying, thou shalt not cheating, steal. bearing false witness. Yep. Right. So, like like we've done several times throughout this this series, Ten Commandments, the Bible. It, it all goes together um, very well in many, many different aspects, not not just with the Ten Commandments. Um, but, yeah, an avenue of, of coveting, you know, we know is, is lust, and lust mm-hmm. definitely can, can lead to, to uh, sin, is, is a sin, um, if we're lusting after something that, that is not ours. Um, so, Braylon, I find it interesting that you had said desiring yep. or... Or uh, what was the other word you used? Crave. Craving. Yep. 
So let me ask you this. If I am craving I already know where you're going. a cookie <laughs> from Subway, <laughs> what's the difference? Well, there is a difference because that, Dylan, is a, a hunger desire. Mm. That is your body telling you either you need to eat something or you're just having a, a sweet tooth. No, I think my body's telling me to stop eating the cookies at, at Subway. I just, I ignore that. <laughs> that is of the devil. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but basically the difference is, uh, Exodus twenty seventeen is saying, do not desire somebody else, what somebody else has. Mm. If they have a nice car, a nice house, if they are have been very well blessed by the Lord and have plenty of possessions. Um, do not be jealous. Do not um, do not feel inferior to them and you feel like you need to either match their mm-hmm. uh, status. If I mean, I really can't find a better, a different word for that but status is really the only one i have or number of possessions so yeah um i use this this references story from the bible in our in our other episode as well um but going back to uh story of king ahab and jezebel um when jezebel was wanting to get the vineyard that naboth had um jezebel you know we, as we talked about, these two men that Jezebel had um, employed had sent to bear false witness against um, Naboth, and it eventually led to Naboth being dragged out of the city mm-hmm. um, and being stoned. So, again, what what led Jezebel to do this was coveting after what Naboth had, the vineyard that Naboth had. Um, and so while while, you know... Looking at someone's car, or looking at someone's property, and saying, "Wow, that's nice," and and you know, good for them. There's a difference between you know wanting necessarily, you know, wanting what someone has, and the difference between coveting after what someone has. You know, I don't think it's wrong to look at, um, you know, maybe someone you know bought a new car. You you really like that car, so I want a car like that. Um, I you know, I really don't think there's yep. anything necessarily wrong with that. Um, but that's the danger that we can kind of find ourselves in when we're in this uh, battling with the spirit of, of coveting after things because we can so easily slip into um, lying and deceiving because we want that thing, because we want, you know, what they have, um, which is, is what Jezebel had done. She had sent these employed, you know, sent out these two people who bore false witness against Naboth, telling him that he had cursed uh, cursed God and cursed the king, um, and he was stoned. Even though Naboth had, had done nothing wrong, um, but Jezebel wanted what he had so bad that she was willing to kill for it. She was willing to, to destroy, um, you know, a man's life. Um, she was willing to, to stop at nothing to get what they had. And so I think... We, we definitely need to be careful because there are certain things that other people have have that isn't for us, right? And it's so easy to get in that, that rut of, well, I'm, I, God has put me in this place, mm-hmm. but then I look at where this person's at. Yep. Why am I not there? 
Yeah, and this this can be led just into, um, you know, it could be seen from great ministry people, um, preachers who were, you know, called to be be up on the pulpit preaching the word and have been anointed to do so. Um, you know, someone who's young and maybe just getting into it, that pridefulness or jealousy may set in of someone who's older and has been doing this for much of their life, much of their much time they have put into it and sacrifices. And it can settle in of as jealousy or mm-hmm. um, you know, pridefulness. You know, why why do they get such better opportunities than I do? I mean, are we not called to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um but that can go along with anything. You say if you're having someone build your house, would you want you know, the contractor that's been doing it for 25 years or someone who just started their business a year ago. You know, I'd mm-hmm. obviously take that. Um, I mean, these are just different examples. I'm not saying that, you know, a younger preacher is not as um, capable of preaching a good word as someone who's been preaching, you know, their whole life, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just using the building a house perspective. You know, I'd rather have someone who who's had plenty of an ex, plenty of experience, rather than someone who just started their business, you know, a year or two ago, because they don't have that much experience under their belt. Yeah, and uh, in First Timothy six uh, verses six, it says, "Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth." So, if you can find yourself. Um, in a place where you can truly be content um, with with where you are and not and I don't want to say be content as in stop pushing stop trying to grow but be content in the the area of uh, your ministry that God has placed you um, and because in that you will find you find great wealth is what the Bible says. So in that you'll be able to to grow into bigger and better things. Um, what God has for you, even if you know that that the calling that God has placed on you is, um, you know, maybe greater than where you are right now. That's all the more reason not to stop praying. That's all the more reason not to stop reading your Word, right? Because you're going to grow into that. So be content with where God has placed you in this season, because in this season, um, we know that, that seasons do not last forever. We know that life goes on. We know that, uh, things transpire. And if we find ourselves in a place of contentment in the aspect of, I'm happy with just staying where I'm at spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of people, there's, there's a difference between, uh, being content with where you are in, in, your ministry and being where you are spiritually. So, um, you know, if God places you, you know, let's say as a youth pastor, right? If that's where God has placed you for this time in this season of your ministry, be content with that, but don't be content with your prayer life. Don't be content with what you're, with your study. Don't be content with your fasting, continue growing in that aspect so that whenever God is ready to move you into a deeper, into a a different place of ministry, then you will be ready. Um, Because if you find yourself in a place where, okay, now I'm the youth pastor, 
I think I'll still pray, you know, maybe what I've been praying, you know, all my life. I'm not going to go into any deeper depths. I'm not going to study the word out any any more than what I already have. I'm just going to keep going with what I have right now because I'm happy with where I'm at. Okay, in that place, you're going to, you know, lose out on a lot of great things that God has for you if you find yourself in a place of spiritual contentness rather than I'm I'm okay with where God has me now, but I'm still going to grow. Right, yeah. Uh, I've come along this verse from First Timothy, uh, chapter six, verses um, ten and eleven. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have earned from the faith and pierced themselves through with through with so many with many sorrows. Verse eleven. But thou, O man of God. Flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Mm-hmm. Well, it says it right there, pretty straightforward in verse verse ten. The money is the root of all evil, um, and that's very true, which we see a lot, especially in today's time, because um, with how the economy is at the moment. Money is a struggle for a lot of families, and that could lead to um, bitterness in the in someone's heart, or lead them to um, drastic measures, as we talked in the last episode of giving an example of stealing, um, stealing bread, stealing food, just to pr- be able to provide for for one's family. Um, just the measures that people would go to to um, ensure the safety and you know make sure that their family children are provided for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in verse eleven it says, "Flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness." It's it's better to just have faith and the trust in what God will do for you instead of taking matters into your own hands. You know, always trust in God's timing because trials in my own life, I've noticed if I were to take these things into my own hands instead of just wait until God is ready to take control and um, move me, either either move me into the next step, move me into the next area, or if God will handle the situation on his own timing, it makes everything just so much easier when you just wait on the Lord mm-hmm. and let him do it. Yeah, so um, also in First Timothy 6, verse 9, it says, But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires mm-hmm. that plunge them into ruin and destruction. So it says right there, If all I do in my life is work to to be rich on this earth, yeah. what have I accomplished when when I die? What have I accomplished? Whether I have $100 million in the bank or I have $100 in the bank, when I pass away, what have I accomplished on this earth? Exactly. Yeah. Right? If, if, if I have all the, the wealth in the world, I still, and yeah, I've let my soul fall away. Mm-hmm. I still have, have not accomplished anything. Um, and so, we, and it is so, we see it so much here 
recently. Um, you know, money has always been the root of all evil. So it's always been a very big temptation, but we see it a lot here recently with all these people trying to, you know, there's so many different ways, you know, get rich quick and, and all this and how oh, many yeah. people, you know, will throw the the little money they do have into these ideas, yep. trying to become rich. And yep. then, you know, some of them do become rich. Some of them don't. Um, you think about people who, you know, you hear stories of people who won the lottery, um, you know, have won millions of dollars. And yet in about six years, five years, it's all gone. They're homeless. You know, they're now drug addicts. And it's because money doesn't satisfy, um, desires money. Um, sure it's 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 a lot easier right i think we can all agree that life would would be easier if, you know we didn't have to worry about where main money came from mm-hmm. and you know we could just afford everything and you know life would would be a little bit easier but in that in that how how easy would it be to begin to lose our dependence on god begin to to lose our our um focus our understanding of how he really does provide um because here we are, you know, making money. Even if God opened the door for me to have this job, now I'm, you know, one making the money. I'm the one working all these hours. I'm the one doing this and that. And and that, now we are sinning because we have put ourselves, you know, above God. We have begun to, to believe that everything that we have, everything that we have attained um, was by ourselves. Yep. And like I said, even if I have made all this money, even if I do have this job, it's all temporary. Am I am I on my way to heaven? You know, is my name going to be written down in that book whenever I get there? Um, and I I think that's something that that we a lot of times overlook is um, money doesn't solve everything. Yeah, um, money can't fix a heart issue. Mm-hmm. Money can't fix a spiritual issue. Um, money can take care of bills, and uh, you know we need money. I don't think there's anything wrong with money. You know, the Bible says that, you know, we got to occupy while while we're here, while we're waiting. We we, we got to do what we got to do, right? But if the only reason you're here, if you waste all your life trying to find the get-rich-quick, you know, and all that, um, you've wasted it. It's all done in vain. Exactly. I do like how you mentioned, um, like, the the books have that have been written um and there's even you know i'd want to say like speakers motivational speakers or people who have become famous just because of they struck gold you know Mm -hmm. they they made their fortune doing whatever it is that they maybe they started their own business or something and basically now all they do is tell people how they can become make millions you know become rich and make their fortune in maybe just a few as fast as possible you know yeah the faster you can get rich the more people you're gonna get their attention you know and there's there's books about it there's um you know youtube videos or you know speakers who get up on stage and you know you have like the q a sessions and whatnot Mm-hmm. But it's just all over the place now is all this world really is, is about money. How much mm-hmm. do I have? And it even goes for further on to um, having possessions, mm-hmm. you know, name, name brand 
materials, you know, having a, a Gucci belt or, um, like expensive cars, you know, the exotic car brands, um, for like Ferrari or, um, like a BMW. Mm -hmm. It's all about, it's all about the flashiness. Yeah. And, and the true, what's the true purpose of, of you buying that car? Exactly. (laughs) Is it, oh, well now everyone's going to look at me and say I have a Ferrari. Mm. There's the pride of life. You know, what's the point of you buying a Rolex? Yeah. (laughs) What's wrong with a little $15 Walmart watches? Yeah. If, you know, I, I, I don't believe watches are, are wrong in the aspect of if you use them as their purpose. Exactly. Which is pretty much everything. Um, now, if you're using your watch to, you know, if your watch isn't set on the right time, if your watch doesn't have batteries in it, don't wear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that just goes to show me that, oh, okay, he's just trying to make, you know, look like that. He's Matches just trying his to, outfit. Yeah. And, you know, I myself, I, I do own, I have a watch collection. Um, I like the way watches look. I, I think watches are cool. But at the end of the day... You know, I have to ask myself, am I wearing these so people look at me? Um, or am I wearing these as a tool, you know, to tell time? And mm-hmm. um, I can't tell you. it. It's it's funny to see the, the amount of people who wear watches that can't even tell time on a watch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what time is it? Look at it for about five seconds. Um, it, have you ever seen, uh, like, someone who's wearing a watch? And to check the time, they'll pull their phone out of their pocket <laughs> oh, <laughs> or they'll ask somebody yeah. else what the time is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so what what are your intentions? You know, and I know we're we're kind of getting off topic here on, on off of covet coveting, but I feel like it kind of connects. And second Thessalonians one verses five through six, it says, This is the evidence of righteous judgment of God that ye may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you are also suffering since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you so in this aspect of well I feel you know I I, I just I feel okay let, let me restart here so it says don't covet after your neighbor's ox or your donk his neighbor's donkey yeah how many of us could really honestly say our neighbors have oxes and donkeys? <laughs> right? It's a different it's a different time. You know, back in back in the this day um that we were talking about in the Bible, oxes and donkey, a man's uh animals that he owned, that was his wealth. That was his yep. livelihood. Um that's how he made money. That's how he showed people, you know, that's how that was their currency, mm-hmm. you know. And so and today that may look like why is he always getting the promotion over me? Well, why is he making more money than I am? Well, I've been here longer. I've been working harder. I listen, like I like we were talking about before. God has a a a place and a purpose for yep. each moment. And the Bible just said, "Those who afflict you will 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 be afflicted. Um, those who who may look at you down, those who may make fun of you for for not wearing name brand clothes." <laughs> You know, there, there's, there's a place. God sets kings and kingdoms in, in their place and removes them when it's time. So, um, it's all about trusting, trusting in the Word, trusting in what God's going to do. Um, you know, He has proven Himself time and time again in my life. 
Um, you know, I can say that, that even when, you know, I'm not faithful, he's always faithful to me. Even when, you know, I'm, I'm down and out, he's, he's always there in the same way. And so I know that's kind of gotten off topic of, of coveting, but Mm -hmm. I think it ties in just perfectly. Um, and as you were talking, I, I thought of, um, this, uh, preacher, I, heard I listened to one time and basically what he was talking about is being jealous or um, wanting somebody else's spiritual gifts mm-hmm. um, and he used the example of um, you know basically using our he he referenced our spiritual gifts as male. Um, and he said that God is our mailman. <laughs> so you think in the war in the worldly aspect, they get our packages sent to the wrong house, they send us the wrong thing, you know, all the time. But God never makes mistakes. So I wish he was our, our FedEx or our UPS guy, you know? I wish God would just <laughs> not just send angels to deliver our packages to our front doors because he would never mess up. So, Braylon, are you comparing God to Carl Malone, the mailman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say it. I had to say it. I had to. I had to. Carl Malone is nothing <laughs> like the Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right. Um, so, in First Thessalonians five verse eighteen, mm-hmm. it says, "Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." Give thanks in all circumstances. Just when I'm rich, no. Just when I'm poor, no. In all circumstances, give thanks to God, because guess what? Whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're fat, you're skinny, you're black, you're white, whatever you may be, you shouldn't be here. We shouldn't be here. Right. Right? Whether we have all the money in the world or no money, God still died on a cross for you. Exactly. Yeah. And for us, that that, sh- that ought to be enough. We shouldn't say, God, well, if you loved me, you would do this and you would do that. He loved you enough that he hung and he bled and died on a cross so you wouldn't have Amen. to. And... And it just shows how, how ignorant some of us can be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Getting so used to, you know, because we're living in, the, in this time now where we don't really, we don't go through what they did in the Old Testament. Um, you know, now we have, we have God's spirit with us. Mm-hmm. He's living inside of us if, you know, been, if you had been filled, have been filled with the Holy Spirit, um, God lives inside of you. Mm-hmm. His Spirit is with you all the time. Um, and as uh, Brother uh, Gentry, George, I believe I said that right, Jordan, yep. he's our evangelist that is here with us. Um, he's He's been speaking some amazing word these last couple of days, and um, I believe it was last night when he said that... Uh, Oh man, now I lost it. <laughs> oh, 
it Dylan feel Dion great. It just I had it right there <laughs> and it just completely blipped. Um Okay. He he said um he he said that he struggled with it himself about praying like, you know, God move, like move within me, Lord, or just um let your let your presence fill me. And then God God told him he's like, "Well, I am with you. I'm with you all the time. Mm-hmm. My presence is with you. I've been filled with my spirit. So why are you praying for me to to move in in you when I already am with you? Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of um mm-hmm. yeah. Lord, uplift me. Lord, let me uplift you. Mm-hmm. Lord, let me give back to you what you have given to me. Let me praise you and worship you in the spirit that you have filled me with. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of saying, "God, I need you to do it." Well, no, you need to do it for God. Mm, God yeah. wants your praise. God's want, yeah. God wants your voice. So give back to him what he has given to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worship done, trying to glorify ourselves is, is done yeah. in vain. Yeah. In vain means it's meaningless, it's nothing. So how much of your life has been done in vain? You know, when I sit back and I think about all the things I've done, that's just stupid. Right. You know, I remember sports has been a very big part of my life. And I know Braylon looks at me and says I don't look like it, but <laughs> sports <laughs> have been a, a very big part of my life for growing up. And, you know, my last year of basketball, you know, this past year, sitting there, you know, we we were playing to, to go into the state championship. We're one game away. And we lost by a couple points. And I remember, you know, about 30 seconds left, we had lost the game already. And so Coach pulled the starters out. And I remember sitting there on the bench watching, you know, the clock wind down, looking up, hearing it buzz for the last time, you know, thinking, you know, this is my last game. What a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's what went through my head was like, wow. Like, how much time did I give to this thing? And now I have knee issues, now I have ankle issues, now I have back issues, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. for what? Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, yeah, it it's fun. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with sports. I still play sports, you know, all that good stuff. But um, it things that we think are important really aren't important, you know, and yeah. and stuff like that. It takes not doing it anymore to really realize how minuscule, how many minuscule it is, <laughs> how trivial it is in our lives because um, it it really is not important. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that's that's kind of what I have for today, Berlin. What about yeah. you? Just to add on really quick, I do, I completely agree with what you said, Dylan. Um, sports are really just hobby um but i also do believe that there are some who have been gifted by god to reach those higher levels of their their sport or whatever to glorify his name but in those with those people it it gets so hard because the media will perceive them as um you know these great figures but completely ignore the message that they themselves are trying to present to the world. You know, they're trying to use their ability, their talents 
and their position to spread the word of God. But today's media will, you know, cut out those pieces and those um, little um, questions or whatever they may say in their interviews or, you know, things like things of that sort. Um, And it's just sad to see because God is leading them in a direction to reach different kinds of people. And it's just the world is Mm -hmm. corrupting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the world we live in. It is the world we live in now. All right. I think I've said everything I have, Braylon. Yep. I'm good to go. All right. This has been the last episode of our Ten Commandments series. Yep. I know we we started off on coveting, then we kind of went off, and then we came back, and then we went off, and now (laughs) we're signing off again. This has been the Truth Revealed Podcast. I'm Dylan Cottrell. And I'm Braylon Wareham. See you next time.